Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, I've done it, everyone. I've eaten ribeye steak twice this week with no intentions of stopping. Damn, girl. I'm currently living real-life episodes of My Cat from Hell and Hoarders, and I don't even like reality TV. Who's the hoarder? Is it your cat? You know what? No, don't answer that. (laughs) My boyfriend isn't playing Wordle, Sarah. Is that a deal-breaker? Man, it might be. Have such a good day. world welcome to have such a good day the show that wants you to do just that nothing but that (laughs) y'all episode 138 sarah i'm so pumped to be back it's been a couple weeks and we're back in the saddle and it feels real damn good yeah it does we uh we we had to take we didn't technically take last week off because we promised um everybody and this was a patreon post but we made it public so hopefully if you care about the show you've also seen it uh that we would do two shows two episodes this week uh so we you know kind of catch up and and not feel like we've cheated anybody from a fun time that's uh supposed to help us all have (laughs) such a good day so here we are and boy are my arms tired (laughs) (laughs) well after this episode your mouth is going to be tired i'm telling you because we are going to yak up a storm here today yakking it up lots to catch up on we do it's so funny heather and i were actually having a conversation about this uh recently about you know the certain times of day slash week depending on when you're most active when you have to interact with people the most mm-hmm. and there are times where i'm like i'm not necessarily tired to the point that i need to go to sleep but i need to stop talking yes oh, this is not one of those times by the way hurt after yeah yeah like where I, i'm just like it's I need to just be quiet and still. <laughs> yeah, you have to like unplug and no, totally like close your eyes. Yeah, you just feel tapped. I think that's or the just, sign or of an like introvert. Even, even even like if I am online and maybe chatting with various folks or reading things or mm-hmm. or catching up on Twitter or watching a movie, like just things where I'm like I am engaging, but I am not. 
talking right now. Yeah, totally. That is my recharge. It's so true. And being like doing podcasts and you do more podcasts than I do, Sarah. Yeah, your your mouth gets tired. Like it's it's draining. Here's a friendly reminder for all y'all that don't even know what you're listening to, but this is the show that unpacks <laughs> the absurdity of everyday life for your entertainment. It's kind of like therapy that won't like set you too far back. You know, it's at least it's therapy for Sarah and I. And we appreciate that you're all here along for the ride. We really do. And we hope that it is therapeutic on some level. It certainly is for us. And we'd love to have you along for the ride. And so, hi, thank you for listening. <laughs> how it's going to be so doing? much fun. So much fun. So much fun. So how, how, is, how are things going, Sarah, over the, at the ranch? <laughs> yeah. I'd be, I'd be like, Heather, it's been so long. Heather and I talk all the time. I we mean, talk we're all the time. Like, we're I not going to pretend just... that we haven't seen each other in a couple of weeks. But... And, and we'll talk about things that we won't talk about on the show. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> that, that said, I, I, that you're right. But I mean, not that many things. I mean, there's no, certain things no. where it's like, it's almost like an inside joke that nobody would really oh, exactly. think That's was what funny. I mean. I, like we'll talk about like our wordle scores and we'll kind of go it we'll we'll talk about like little things that might just bore you guys to tears but it's like really amusing for us to just talk right. amongst ourselves about indeed you know. yeah well so something uh that has happened over the last uh week well the last week is <laughs> so i i sort of said this in jest that i ate ribeye steak uh two times this week now, you might say, I don't know, sounds good. Or you might be like, I don't eat meat, so it sounds bad. Um, I used to not eat red meat for quite some time. And uh, I, you know, it, trust me, I, I'm not going to preach at anybody for food choices. Food <laughs> consumption choice is personal, and we don't have to do that. But I'll tell you why my journey was the way that it was. So when I was in college, my first year of college, I went to a junior college, um, Santa Rosa Junior College, uh, not that far from where I live now. And part of that was because I was a really good student in high school, and so it was free. And also, in when you live in California, in the like UC state system, which is uh, extensive, huge mm -hmm. state, uh, it's like it's like this funny thing that they don't talk about, where it's like. I couldn't get into UC Berkeley right out of high school. Like I wasn't valedictorian, mm -hmm. but you can transfer easily as long as you just like are already in the system, you know, mm -hmm. a year later and you're taking undergrad classes anyway. Long story short, that's not really what this is about. But <laughs> my first year of college, I took a, it was some anthropology class physical anthropology, cultural, I'm not sure which. I know I took both. Not really sure which one this was, probably physical. But the uh, professor was very passionate about not eating red meat. And the reasons that he gave, I found very compelling. It had a lot to do with deforestation, particularly mm -hmm. in South America, a place that at the time I had never been, you know, but I was like, dang, really did not think about that. Mm -hmm. I grew up as a pescatarian. We didn't eat meat in the house. We ate a lot of fish. So I've always been into fish. But when I got old enough to like, I don't know, have a high school job and stuff, it's like, I got money in my pocket, I'm eating a cheeseburger, mm -hmm. you know, or various other things that, you know, are, are red meat based or chicken or whatever. And I took this class and the guy, you know, I, I'm also 18, probably even 17 at this point, because I was a little bit younger starting college than everybody else. And 
remember just being like, wow, that is, it's hard to argue with this one, you know? And this is mm -hmm. not something that is going to ruin my life. I can just stop eating red meat. So I mm -hmm. did. And that went on for well over a decade. And as time progressed, I stopped eating anything except fish that, you know, on the meat scale. Mm -hmm. And that didn't last. I mean, I would not pretend to have not eating, uh, eaten red meat since, you know, that time. But for a while, I was, I was really militant about it. And it was like, you know, very upsetting to get a dish at a restaurant where you're like, whoa, yeah, is there meat totally. in here? You know, that, that whole or thing, was this made you know, with beef broth, that is not okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and, and for a lot of people that's still hundred percent, not okay. Um, I have just lifted my own personal restrictions on myself, um, over the last, you know, ensuing decade plus, mm -hmm. but I don't cook red meat. In fact, I never have in my life. I like a hamburger. Well, I like a cheeseburger, <laughs> anything without cheese. Why <laughs> yeah, would you, you eat it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, really do. You know, that's obviously beef. Um, but like a steak. Uh, in fact, uh, I had a conversation just yesterday where um, there there were, you know, two cuts of steak, ribeye steak, uh, that was uh, grilled um, from someone who's staying here. And he was like, which one did you like better? And I'm like, uh, are they different? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I made them really differently. I'm like, I don't know what tastes like steak to me. It tastes great, <laughs> but it tastes like steak. I just, I'm not a connoisseur of steak, mm -hmm. but it also, Heather, and this is the point I'm getting to is that it could all be kind of in my head, like a mental thing, but both times that I've eaten the steak and I'm not talking like some four pound, like crazy, it's a portion, you know, yeah. along with a veggie kind of thing. I've woken up in the morning and been like, I feel kind of great. Mm -hmm. There's, there's like the iron, iron in lots something. of, there's, yeah. And there's iron in spinach. I mean, you can get iron lots sure. of different ways. There's also, you know, saturated fat and things that you don't want too much of mm -hmm. in red meat. But man, it's like, it's like I needed it. You know, I, I, it's funny. I have this conversation a lot. My sister is trying to get me to eat more beef. So she, she was up here for like a month and we'll go out to dinner quite a bit. Uh, and she just tried, she kind of elbows me like order some beef and same with my boyfriend. I think that you should eat more beef and I'm like, okay, okay. But like, I come from the same kind of history, Sarah, where, I mean, I was vegan for a couple years and a lot of it was, I was grossed out by meat at, at a young age. I'd pick at my, you know, McDonald's hamburger. I thought I was skeptical of meat. I thought it was weird to eat animals because mm -hmm. I loved animals so much and it went deeper than that. But, uh, but yeah, so recently I, I have, I, I don't cook beef. I eat a lot of fish and chicken um, and turkey, mostly white meat. Uh, but when I go out, I, I see what's on the menu. I wouldn't order steak. I'd probably go for a burger like you before I'd go for a steak. Um, but I have eaten more beef than I am used to. And I totally agree with you. I think it's funny because when I first moved up here, I got this acupuncture session from this guy who's like renowned, like everybody is like talking about him up here. It's like crazy. And <laughs> the first thing he told me was when, when he kind of evaluated me, he was like, you should be eating more red meat. And I'm like, and I think it was something about like your blood, like it clarifies your blood or something. And I was like, wow, never heard that. Um, but you know, when I, back in the day, I read the book fast food nation and I'm talking about like, there's a movie made. I don't even know how good the movie was. I never saw it, but that book is so good, but it ruined me. I'm not joking. It like yeah. ruined me. So every time I, 
I look at meat, think of meat, eat meat. I can't help but think of that book. And it, it really does uh, dissuade you from partaking and eating meat because, sure. you know, beef, you know, raising cattle takes a shit ton of water. I mean, it's part of the reason I think why we're in a drought. I mean, it, we, we eat too much beef. I mean, I think it's fine to eat and it's probably good for us to eat beef, but I think we should all co collectively cut back, uh, you know, for our environment. If we, if we do want to help yeah. the environment and environment people are going to get really pissed reasons. when I hearing yeah. this, cause I know a lot of people are very into their beef. So, um, apologies, but, uh, but I get it. I get it. It's like it, there's something, there is something about having that red meat that just, it's good for women too. I think it's like, you know, well, I and I mean, I won't, I won't get too, you know, graphic here. It's not graphic at all, <laughs> but I mean, I have over the years, especially when I wasn't eating any red meat where I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely not. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't make me at gunpoint. Yeah. I won't do it. And, you know, women say, oh, but, you know, certain times of the month, I mean, wow, you know, what a difference it makes. And I'm kind of like, yeah. I would look at them and sort of go, you just, somebody told you that. that you don't so really feel that way. You know? And it also, I'm not, I don't think this is a blanket, you know, there is no solution, a dietary solution for everybody. We're all really mm -hmm. different people. And I think for the most part, people are trying to do their best. And I certainly struggle with just like going off the rails with like, crappy carby you know cheese it snacks you know and like, like those don't clarify your blood as far as i know no for sure not um but, but uh so yeah i'm not some sort of like health authority you know that yeah. you should all listen to but i will say it just not only was it pleasant I also have this truffle mayonnaise and i mean Ooh. everything is better without on oh it. yeah it's just course. Bathe me in it forevermore. I, I have a slight issue with the texture of steak. I think that's why I would order a burger because hamburger is obviously a different texture. It's ground meat, yeah. Yeah, there's something about, I still can't totally get into the juicy bloodiness of a steak and the way it's chewy and I, I, I don't know. I think it and, just and, it, you it know, rubs me wrong. Luckily, you, I mean, whether or not people in your life want you to have more meat, I mean, it's a personal choice. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. you know, before I had steak <laughs> twice in one week, I mean, that to some people is like, Sarah, not that huge a deal. Like, I probably have steak once to t twice a year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And have for my entire adult life. Even So are you going to start eating it more? I don't know. I think. Um, I'm not, I'm not positive that I know I mean I can always learn how to cook something that I haven't cooked before I cook chicken and fish all the time mm -hmm. um I'm cooking chicken tonight um I feel like I'm pretty good at it or at least the the you know I can bake a chicken and you know season it properly and be like this mm -hmm. is delicious yeah uh, but uh I don't really know my way around a steak mm -mm. so so it, it's it's a it's a possibility I am not I'm not closed to the idea so we'll yeah. leave it at that and I'll keep y'all posted well it's funny I still have a little bit of an issue with like I, I have my boyfriend cook all the meat you know we make a lot of chicken and uh and fish and I fish doesn't really bother me but I do like it that he handles the raw chicken because it's just like like last night I'm cooking. We, I made like a fried rice, you know, with egg, and we we get this like really fresh uh, local kind of chicken sausages. They're very gourmet, and they have like a bunch of different kinds. This one was like a Thai curry chicken sausage, so good. Yum. And so instead of actually chopping it up as like a sausage, he took the 
the the casing off of it because it, it'll it just makes it better it's not as like chewy and it really grossed me out i'm like can you do that over there because it's like he's peeling this casing off and it's just it's so it's still to this day does bother me i'll eat it when it's cooked but but yeah i think preparing it i have to get to another point i i, I can do a whole chicken i don't love touching the cold flesh um but uh but i, I need to grow up sarah i need to well and listen i know we're we're half kidding but i mean it's not it's not about growing up and being like eat your meat heather it's like if you don't want to you don't there are yeah. really really healthy vegans out there that don't eat even fish i've actually never taken it that far because well not only fish but um you know eggs and cheese that yeah. would be really hard for me yeah me too uh so you know who knows still could but happen i can't uh, talk probably about being, not tomorrow but I, I can't talk about being vegan without calling out my favorite vegan lisa f i won't even say her last name so you won't stalk her but she listens to the show and man <laughs> yeah. she's a good vegan cook though i think that's the key with being vegan if you can cook and be creative with the ingredients that are okay for you then mm -hmm. it can be super delicious and i love you know i'll eat peanut butter smoothies you know till I die there's all kinds of things but yeah I guess it's like it's about yeah what what, what are you making at home and and are you making it tasty because you know sometimes food can be bland but Sarah yes I I'm gonna I'm gonna launch into what I've been doing the last couple of weeks but I do want to just mention because you know we have not talked about creepy crawlies in a while and I'd like to bring up a little uh, story that made my skin crawl so i'm i'm in my studio this is where i'm recording right now and it's a beautiful little add-on it has a bunch of windows and there's one window right above my my workstation it's like a it's like a smaller window that has you know that crank kind of when you open it like it comes yeah. like basically the window opens a crack and then there's like a crank that you use but you have to unlock the windows first so on the right and left there's two lever levers that you have to put up to unlock the window yeah. i have a okay. bunch of those in my house too okay so you're with me on that okay so you. every day i'm cleaning off this major spider web that's like covering one of the locks and like i cleaned it off yesterday and i came back in today and i'm like it's like fairly close to my face i'd say it's like a couple feet away so i'm like i look at it you know and it's maybe a little too close for comfort so i'm like i'm gonna take that web down i don't even know where the spider i this has been going on for a long time and I keep wiping this cobweb the next day. There's a brand new elaborate spider web. And I'm like, where the F is this spider? Like, where is he living? Cause there really isn't anywhere that he could live, right? You don't see him with the naked eye. And today, so I'm like getting ready to do the show and I'm cleaning off that spider web. And I start looking a little closer in the crevasse of the lock lever oh my crevice God. for anybody who's lost heather at this point <laughs> the crevice of this lock lever and there's two really scary spiders like tucked away living Aww. in this crevice that and makes it just, me sad. Oh, I, know, I know in a way i, I feel bad for them but i also am like oh god it gave me the willies Anyway, I had to share that because um, right yeah. before the show, I was just like, can I sit here? I don't know if I can sit here knowing that they're there. I, I've gotten better, though. I will say I, I know that I was really a sissy when I first moved to the country. But now I, I don't check the pillows every time I sit down on the couch. I used to. When I first moved here, every single night I'd sit on the couch, I would pick up the pillows and look under the cushions. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. And maybe 
it's gonna come back and haunt me but I'm, sure. I'm definitely more comfortable with the critters because you know they don't they're not really interested in you they're kind of scared of you so they're gonna stay away from you if at all costs you know they're not gonna like come out and try to bite you like be, for fun but, no yeah. I I uh, there there's some cobwebs in my house that I think are just cobwebs not active spider webs mm -hmm. but I have talked on the show before uh, <laughs> at, at length about you know the spider webs that that crop up and I'm with you I mean I used to be it like it would keep me up at night and yeah. I wouldn't be able to relax knowing like me too a spider I'd in get here itchy and I, my mind would go or just or just places. you're just afraid of them yeah and totally. now I mean there's certain things that I can't tolerate like if a spider's like crawling across my body like can't tolerate that no but but that's or in your ear oh god but, but <laughs> no but uh no it actually i was i was on my i have a little porch off of mm -hmm. my my front door and i i saw what looked like a cobweb so here i you know i'm kind of with my hand with my bare hand just you know mm -hmm. swiping at it all, all of a sudden i'm like oh gosh spider sorry yeah oh my gosh exactly sorry. did not That's mean to hurt your house <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I feel bad for them too I mean they're just they're trying to survive like like we are but uh but yeah so I, I I've actually been gone for the last week I did go on another trip and it it was something that was more or less planned but uh, I thought I'd make it back for the show and that's why we we're doing two shows this week so you'll get a second episode later this week I don't know yeah. exactly when but we're, probably we're, before we, Friday we make good y'all we do <laughs> yeah we want to make good with you guys so yeah but I I had a really really cool trip it was really different than the last one and I actually saw some old friends I hadn't seen in quite a while I mean you know at least a good year um, they both bought houses. Uh, these are totally separate friends in different cities that I saw like for the first time. So I, I got to actually like see how they live, you know, like it was just really neat to, sometimes it's really fun to stay with people cause you just kind of see how they, they live their yeah. day to day, mm -hmm. uh, lives. And I learned a lot about them, uh, new things that I didn't even know. For example, um, one of my, my good buds, um, Trout, he, that's his nickname, but Sarah, you know him. He is mm -hmm. a very good cook and he's quite a, um, he's quite a gourmet cook actually, like more than I ever could even imagine. Like he made me dinner, like it was like a three hour, like it was a whole thing. Um, but I was so, it was so cool watching him in the kitchen. He was talking to me and drinking with me and cooking at the same time, like, and just being so, he was so like, you know, graceful and, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that where I was like, yeah. wow, wow. And so it was just, it was actually like the perfect time in life to reunite with these particular friends. Um, my other friend who just bought a house in Sonoma, I hadn't seen in a while, you know, we talk here and there, but it was just like a really great reunion. It was good food, good vibes. You know how I like those good vibes. And, mm -hmm. And I, I schedule the trip. Usually I, I try to do my business first, you know, business before pleasure is I guess what they say. Um, and then you can kind of get your business out of the way and then, you know, whoop it up. But this time I actually did it the other way around and I went into San Francisco and um, went to like some nice meals and, you know, drank some cocktails on, you know, nice rooftops and just did really city fun stuff with friends and, it was really great. I, ha I had a really, really good time, you know, and, and then I did the, the business on the back end, which actually worked out really well for me because it was like, I, I had to get like my yayas out, you know, like first, like I just yeah. get them out of, get them out of the way. Cause if not, you're doing business and you're just kind of like, 
Uh, grumble grumble business well and you're just thinking about like fun later fun later i want fun now exactly so you, you kind of can't be that present for the work stuff exactly and i i felt way more present with the work stuff i really was like i felt really in the moment and i had to so gosh you guys must be so tired of hearing all my stories about you know going through people's things and trusts and estates and all these things but i did indeed have to go through my mom's house it just had to be done and see the fam on that side of you know the state and my sister Vanessa and I had kind of planned this uh, you know around this time that we were like we need to go through mom's things you know my stepdad mm -hmm. is living in the house still um, it's overwhelming him my mom no joke I mean she's a wonderful woman love her to bits total artist total gypsy but she was quite a hoarder and mm -hmm. I not very familiar with hoarders. In fact, I haven't even seen an episode of the reality series. It. I'm not going to watch it because I think it'll disturb me. But it's I, yeah, b beyond anything you can handle. I yeah, I, I can't handle it. I mean, I, I was, when <laughs> no, I, was going I can't through, even handle it. When, when I was going through my mom, I always knew my mom was a collector. Like she collected. She had masks, African masks and and, you know, ethnic things from around the world. She had some really cool stuff. Their place looked like a museum. I, my friends were always like, wow, this place is cool. Colorful, you know, like interesting mm -hmm. fabrics and stuff. And I knew she was a collector. I knew she liked things from around the world, but this was like, I mean, every single, we went room by room, you know, every space, every cavity, a drawer, a, a closet, a little little cavity that's, I don't even know what you would call it, had stuff stuffed in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just like, how many platters does one person need? You know? Um, uh, yeah, like just how many baskets? I mean, it just it was endless. And so well, and I, think, was... I think a lot of people also, and I, I'm in this camp, like, I don't really know when collection becomes hoarding. Exactly. That's and I'm what not I'm sure. About. I'm, I, you know, if you study this and are an expert, then maybe you do know, but there, I, I kind of know what you're talking about. And you sort of, you know, look around and go, this doesn't seem really healthy, but like, why? Well, you know, yeah, like what, like at what point does it become concerning? Exactly. There is a fine line because I always thought, yeah, she's a collector. I mean, like sometimes I'd go into her, her closet, her clothes closet. I'm like, mom, like it is so crowded in here. How do you find anything? Like, I mean, literally like you have to like pull open, you know, like the, the hangers to even see anything. And, mm -hmm. oh, I know where everything is. And, you know, I mean, like she was an artist. She had a lot of art supplies. That, that's cool. She, she painted a lot. So there was a lot of canvases and, you know, stuff like that. But she had, you know, collected things over the years and just didn't get rid of as much as she she should have um and it just started to collect i mean there's a wood-burning stove in the back room i forgot how nice that thing was it was covered i mean the whole area was covered in hats and baskets and dolls and trinkets and things yeah. and and it was just like it went deep i mean when i thought i was deep it went deeper and it was mm. like wild and my sister and i were just like our heads were spinning it wasn't like a negative thing it was just like wow mom kept this i remember this like there was a lot of nostalgia you know i came across yeah. all my old photo albums and all my you know yearbooks and and stuff like that but um you know she <laughs> It was an, a very interesting experience, very different than my dad. I, I think, again, I want to write like a memoir about, you know, going through people's things and really learning about who they are and what they love and what makes them tick. 
and it's just a very interesting experience and man i mean i i don't need to do it again many 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 years and i probably won't have to but um you know it it was real adult shit you know um but yeah. i'm so glad i i hit that uh, pleasure to make that perfect mix of business and pleasure and now i'm home and i'm ready to to make some shows for y'all and yeah, uh, email us at haveSuchAGoodDay.com if you know and love a hoarder, uh, someone maybe close to you. Or if you have like those or maybe you're a hoarder. yourself. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd admit it. Yeah. I, I uh, well, first of all, thanks for sharing because I know that's, mm -hmm. you know, that's family stuff. You didn't have to yeah. share it. Um, but it's probably something that is going to resonate with at least a couple people out there, if not mm -hmm. more. So that's cool. I don't, you know, like I said, I am not a person that would diagnose another person with any, you know, yeah. disorder. So that's, I wouldn't attempt to do that now. But I suspect one of my closest neighbors, who I know, we're friendly, mm -hmm. very nice person, has a similar, um, not even like a problem, I'm not even going to call it that, a similar mm -hmm. tendency, um, mm -hmm. as it sounds like your mom did, you know, where she is just constantly um coming and going she has a truck coming and going with stuff yeah a lot of stuff goes but the yard never gets cleaned out there's like <laughs> other stuff coming in and i've never even been inside her house mm -hmm. and you know it's you just you just get a sense of like something's there's there's something going on here that i don't mm -hmm. really understand um and yeah i mean it's not my place to be like yo do you want me to help you clean your house like we're not we're not friends on that level but mm -mm. it you know looking from afar you kind of do notice that with people sometimes oh, where it's like you go i think there might be yeah like a little too much nostalgia where it's like there is a reason and i have this uh, i have these things too where i i really don't like clutter um i'm pretty mm -hmm. good at purging mm -hmm. but there are certain things that would not make sense to anybody else in the world where i'm like i can't do it yeah. I have to keep it yeah, because totally. it means something to me, yeah. but it is junk. Yep. All it is is junk and I know yeah. it and I still can't part with it. Yeah, I know. I have the same problem. I mean, I'm, I did more like cleaning this weekend. I'm going to do a bunch more. I mean, you know, I've had to go through a lot of different people's stuff and sort of settle into this bigger space. But, um, man, I mean, I gotta, I, I, I need to detach from from certain things I just yeah it just gets too much it's like it, it stresses me out when there's too much stuff you know it really does and um, mm -hmm. I'm ready to let go of my 20 pairs of skinny jeans maybe I'll bring them down to see if they fit you maybe you don't want them <laughs> but uh, man uh you know it's fine a friend of mine she it, they weren't skinny jeans but she sent me a pair of they were like vintage Levi's like with holes in them yeah but they were they're old yeah and you know she was like they won't fit me ever you know here's to you mm -hmm. and they don't look right on me either mm -hmm. but when I cut them into cutoffs mm -hmm. all of a sudden I was like these are actually pretty dope yeah totally so yeah. you know I there's always there's always you know a second life there really is there really is in fact I have uh <laughs> on my long to-do list at the bottom. It's not all that critical that I do it tomorrow, but um, I have these cool jackets that are my dad's. They're like these kind of like plaid, um, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Just business coats. Like they're just like- Sport coat. Sport coat, thank you. I was like, what do you call those? Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. just like not tweed, but they're like, they're, I think they're wool, but they're really yeah. cool. And they would I, be I, really- I know, I know the look. 
Yeah. And it's like, if, if you could just tuck in, like maybe tailor it a little bit around the waist to make it more of it, you could do like a boyfriend cut for a girl. And I think it would be a really cute jacket. And then I could wear something of my dad's and not give it to a thrift store where it's going to be on some stranger. Uh, yeah. so yeah, I have, you could even do like, do I mean, you know, I, I say this not even knowing how to sew a button on anything, <laughs> but you could almost do like a, like an elastic, like rough at the bottom so totally. that it was like kind of fitted. Totally. And it could ride up a little higher. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, I exactly. think that's, I think that's, my dad used to have sport coats too. And I would always sort of make fun of him and be like, dad, really? But uh, <laughs> it's, you know, they're nice. Yeah. They're yeah, like I mean, nice quality items. They, yeah, they don't exactly. suck at all. And I remember him wearing them. I even have a bunch of his ties. Cause I, I just remember as a kid, you know, it was, he was like such a businessman and he'd always wear a tie to work. And I just remember him that way, you know, with his must, his eighties mustache, you know, and his like, cool tie. Mm -hmm. And I kept yeah. a lot of the ties because I remembered them. You know, I remembered those patterns. I want to do something with them. I mean, I might like dress up like Annie Hall one day, but, uh, if not, you know, I'll, I'll probably do something crafty with them. But anyways, I think you could pull that's off that. an Annie Hall look better than almost anybody. I, Thank you. I support this. Thank you. I actually, I I've done it this. before and I really like it. I think it would be really fun to go to like a wedding, but wear like a really cool suit, like a matching, like all cut, like one color or like, I don't know, gingham or, you know, something be so fun. You know, I almost did that for a friend's wedding. Heather, you were at the wedding as well, where um, my friend who's a guy, um, who was getting married, we had had a pact many years before. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Where I'm like, you know, when you get married, I'm a groomsman. Uh -huh. Got it? And, you know, and he was like, uh, okay. And then when he got married, he's like, Sarah's a groomsman. <laughs> you know, that's just, we've already decided this. Yes. And there, there was, there was some talk of sort of like, well, every, uh, I, I wasn't the only one. There were like mm -hmm. six of us, maybe seven. And, you know, is Sarah going to wear a suit? And then it sort of became like, everyone's like, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> and I was like, it would be. And then I looked into like the tailoring, you yeah. know, because I'm a very small, compact person. <laughs> like there is no suit off the rack that's ever going to fit me. No, but no. I mean, a lot of people, you know, you have to get suits tailored anyway. But I was yeah. like, too hard. Let's just do like a color combo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I vaguely remember your outfit from that day, but that was a it fun was, yeah, wedding, fine. by the way. It, it was fun. Yeah, it was great. It was, it, it all worked out fine, but it was like, I was really close to, to wearing a suit. Um, it just, it just didn't happen, but yeah. it still, it still might. It's an, it could be in the cards. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I think there'll be a few more weddings that I'll go to in the, in the future. So yeah, I'll keep all it in of, mind. My, uh, my dad's clothes are, uh, more or less long gone. Um, there are probably a few kind of like sweatpants and, you know, mm -hmm. things that uh, can still come in handy for kind of anybody. Uh, but uh, I do, it would be kind of cool to go through some of that stuff. Um, it would be. So, Repurpose yeah. It. You should, There's all you kinds know? of things you can do. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to, but it's like, you know, if you feel like being crafty on a rainy day, kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, you can make pillows out of the material. My, my, uh, uh, my good friend up here was like trying to make some pillows out of his flannels, you know, like a flannel material and make like a comfy pillow. She never got around to it, but there's a lot of ideas. Uh, if For you sure. guys have any ideas, please let us know. Email us early and often at hi at have such a good day dot com. Indeed. Uh, so speaking of, uh, <laughs> things to do on a rainy day or <laughs> any day, um, mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about napping. Mm. Napping is in close your eyes. Yeah, it's not. I love it's a not good nap. bedtime. 
you know, you're sleeping and then you wake up and uh -huh. then, you know, you continue <laughs> your day on some level, right? So napping is different for a lot of different people. For a long time, I was anti-nap uh, because part of my kind of ongoing struggle is uh, reoccurring insomnia. And I know that I have to really like tire myself out to get like a good deep sleep. And, you know, I've talked about this before on the show. And so naps, even if I'm tired in the middle of the day, has kind of worked against me because it's like my body goes, whoa, hold on, you know, you slept an hour earlier. So now you're going to have problems sleeping. That's how it goes. Like you're not just like getting a, another hour of sleep. It doesn't really work that way. Some people are great at napping. My mother, uh, love her. Hello, Linnell. Um, I don't think she's- Hi, Linnell. I don't know if she's listening or not, but if so, love you. <laughs> but um, she she has, in her house, she has a whole office, like, you know, extra bedroom, it's an office, there's a computer, there's multiple desks, you know. But she mostly sits at her dining room table with her laptop, you know, mm -hmm. when she's on her computer, mm -hmm. but kind of like me. Um, I've got, you know, a whole studio that I'm recording this in right now, but I'm often just like, eh, you know, just at the coffee table is fine, yeah, totally. you know, and she, she's always telling me, she'll go, you know, I get that lull and I just put my head down on the dining room table for like 10 minutes. Wow. And then I wake up and I feel so much better. <laughs> I'm like, you like, like, and your back's all like That's hunched amazing. over at the dining room table. Like, <laughs> and like, what do you like? push your laptop out of the way like there's nothing that sounds good about that to me like I'm not sure I, could, I would be capable of that like it sounds like going to sleep on an airplane like on your like tr you know lunch tray in front of you uh mm -hmm. but she's like oh yeah it, you know it's it's it does wonders so as of late just because my uh you know work and weekends have been a little bit more chaotic than usual so it's mm -hmm. like I don't necessarily just go like, cool, Friday night, I'm just chilling, you know, mm -hmm. like see y'all on Monday, like I'm, I'm just going to chill. There's kind of just stuff that's been going on and a lot of it is great stuff, but it has cut into my routine to the point where it's like, I've been starting to get kind of tired. And like, sometimes like when I'm tired, it's like, I've only been up for a couple hours. Yeah. I've had coffee I know. and it's like, oh, I kind of just want to like. Maybe like that lay back down. snooze. Yeah, I get that sometimes. Yeah, but it's it's somewhat early in that midday, you know, mm -hmm. where it's like, man, I really need some sleep. So anyway, the other day, I um, this is one of those times, and it's kind of you know when I know Heather, you always talk about we I we joke about how I love reality TV and you do not. And <laughs> one of the true. things that I love about it is that there are certain kinds of programs that sure I get like a fun, you know yeah you know just like candy boost you know yeah. from stuff but it's more background things mm -hmm. where i'm like i don't really care what the details of this one hour program are mm -hmm. you know i might kind of watch it while i'm cooking dinner or i might kind of get on the couch like get a nice blankie ralphie the cat <laughs> comes up you know otis maybe two and then i just sort of like watch it and then close my eyes for a minute mm-hmm and that is a nice feeling. You mm -hmm. know, we all know that feeling where you're like, I'm slipping and I'm fine with it. Yes, Bye. totally. <laughs> <laughs> but I have lately been doing this to the point where it's like, 
I, like if I don't set an alarm for myself, mm -hmm. which I feel like is like not the point of napping. Like I don't want an alarm after napping. Like <laughs> it'll just be so disruptive. I like already have to like deal with that in the rest of my life. But if I don't do that, I've been like sleeping way longer than I mean to. Mm -hmm. Like, have you ever woken up and you're like, is it tomorrow? Yes. Because it got like evening got late enough that you don't yes. know if it's like 6 p.m. or 6 a.m. And I'm so groggy. That's the problem with naps. I'll, I'll kind of almost feel sick when I wake up. I'm like, yeah. like I'm it's just so, so hard like, to get ugh. back to it. It is. You get and, like cranky kind of. Yeah. And normally I'd say, well, my solution is, you know, to not nap unless I mean, unless I'm jet lagged or there's some really good reason that I have to do it. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know how to nap responsibly where yeah. I, I mean, I guess the alarm would be the answer. Uh, you know, I or, set my or have somebody physically shake me away. I actually do that when I take a nap. Cause I'm like, if I, if I fall, if I'm going to fall asleep at four, I'm like, I got to make sure I'm up by five 30. Like, cause I, you know, like it's, yeah, yeah. it's going to get dark or whatever. And I'll, I'll set my alarm. I'll give myself an hour or, you know, whatever I think I need. And sometimes even like I, I fell asleep the other day for like 10 minutes. Like they call it a disco nap. Uh, and sometimes I'll, this is a great little tip that my boyfriend told me the other day. He's like, he'll go into the living room and turn on a silent movie, like a Charlie, Charlie Chaplin movie or something. That's very specific. It is very specific. It, it's it's adorable though. And I get it. Like it's sort of, if I, I don't do this very often, but if I turn on subtitles for something, well, some things just are subtitled because yeah. it's in a language I can't understand otherwise but like you can turn on subtitles for almost anything uh -huh. and then turn the volume down where you're kind of like you're reading reading and then you're like ooh, bye world yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny i actually watched a three-hour japanese movie over the course of two nights i finished it last night you you probably seen it it's drive on my car. hbo yes drive my car yeah and it's, good. it's so you've seen it I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I liked it a lot. I did have to split it over two. Took days. me a few times as well, though. Yeah, it took me and a it few was, times where I was it like, was good. I think I missed the end. Yeah, I should I like think start in the middle and go. It okay. could have been a half an yeah. hour like shorter, but I what I loved about it, it. I don't know if you've ever written or read anything by Haruki Murakami. He's mm -hmm. one of my favorite writers, and I I mean, it really wind up bird. Read. I've, I've read. Yeah, wind up bird. He, he it read so much. I mean, it was very him and i just loved that i mean it was it you know you you do it it's slower and it is you have to read subtitles so you have to be not tired <laughs> to yeah, watch it and be but into it is that. a good watch yeah yeah you know it's very amazing deep, to me how many people it's not because they don't want to watch a movie in a foreign language but they're like the subtitles are really hard for me i think because it's, it's just a part of the brain like even if you're not tired it's yeah. a part of the brain where you're like Mm, I'm focusing on that too much where yeah. for me I know it probably takes me slightly out of the details of mm -hmm. what is visual otherwise but I don't even think about it like if I'm into no. it I'm like it's cool it's almost cooler I agree way. I agree and I think that I think it's like a it's kind of like you know those times in your life where you haven't been reading that much like maybe you're not picking up a novel you're not you know you you get out of practice and like you're you just you, it makes you tired thinking well I ah, pick up a book oh I mean that makes me tired but mm -hmm. like yeah I think some people are like I just I mean, they're not used to reading subtitles so they think it's going to be an awful experience but it it isn't you get used to it and you're missing out on a lot of great foreign movies i mean this movie it's interesting it is getting a lot of 
accolades and I think it does, you know, deserve it. It's, I don't know, it's an interesting one to talk about. It's very cerebral and I just wonder how people are going to respond to it because I think there's so many things out there that aren't and people are used to just like watching the next Netflix thing, you know, while they play Wordle on their phone and I'm just curious to know if people really have the Mm -hmm. endurance to watch something like this. Well, and we've totally talked about this. I talk about this with friends all the time where it's like, I, I mean, we're talking about cinema right now, but just sort of anything that requires that, okay, it's going to, it needs me to focus 100% on this. Yeah. You know, whether it's like a language thing or, you know, some sort of storytelling or reading a book, same thing. It is always easier for me to be like, ooh, I don't know. I kind of have other things to do right now, and I kind of want my laptop open. So let me put on something where, like, it doesn't really matter if I lose some details. You don't need to have your eyes glued to it. You can't do that with a movie like Drive My Car. No. (laughs) And you also can't nap, you know, which is why I'm like, I kept waking up being like, hmm, I don't remember the ending. Oh, God. I, like, slept through the whole ending twice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a long movie, but you know, so kind of switching gears from the movie thing, but I, um, Sarah, you and I talked a little bit online about this. I don't want to get too bogged down in talking about it because I know not everybody listening to the show is interested to hear about our pet problems, but I did, uh, I did take my cat to the vet recently to just get him checked out. He's get you know, he's about nine years old. He's, um, very interested in going outdoors and he jets out the door when we open it. We have to be very careful because he is just, he is hell bent on getting out there. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a new thing. I mean, maybe it's a little bit of the spring in the air and like the birds and, you know, he's gotten a, uh, he's gotten the sense, you know, he, he sniffs everything. He's really into the grass. And I think because he's gotten out there a couple times, just by mistake, he's gotten a whiff of like the outside world. And he wants more and he's obsessed and it's been a real nightmare because I go to the vet, you know, you spend what, $300, whatever you get the blood test, you get all the physical, you want to make sure that he's physically okay. That it's, yeah. I already knew it was a psych, it was a behavioral thing. Cause he, he's had some behavioral problems in the past. And so I, I was, I didn't think it was a physical thing, but I wanted to just make sure cause it had been a year and a half yeah. or something. Yeah. And of so that's yeah. good parenting. Exactly. Good bill of health. Um, you know, had a long talk with the vet, uh, you know, I've gone through this before with vets where they, they have, you know, it's hard to pin down why a cat is having behavioral issues. It could be a lot of things. And you go through all those steps. You, you know, you get another cat box, you, you know, you get them more toys, you get them a cat tree, you, you, you play with them more. You, I don't know, there's all kinds of tricks, but I've tried everything. You know, you get those pheromone collars and the pheromone plugins. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times people have said, have you tried those fell away things? It's like, I have spent hundreds of dollars on those things. Like they might yeah. work a little bit here and there, but they, it doesn't last that long. And he just goes back right. to his old tricks. So, well, it, and of course everyone's trying to be helpful, but you're course. like way ahead of you. I'm guys. way ahead. Yeah. Like I have gone through this. I've tried everything in the book. And so um, so this is a this is a big task for y'all out there, audience wise, because I'm going to be curious to, as to what you think. But I've tried most of the things you might want to recommend. So, yeah, essentially they they always tell me about the pheromone thing. You know, changing certain habits, food, whatever. Um, it, there's a boredom factor, so I'm trying to get more creative with his toys. But so one of the things she told me to do, which I thought was interesting, 
she really, this was like a big tip. She, she said that I should look into building a catio, which is a mm -hmm, patio mm -hmm. for a cat where they can like go through the window. Mm -hmm. Yeah, have like a cat door and an outside area, but it's not like, oh, they're running free. No, and they, and they can maybe touch the grass, like, but they're like, they're kind of locked in, you enclosed. know, whatever. Yeah, they're yeah. enclosed. And, and the thing is, that sounds great in theory, but like, that's a pretty big investment, not just financial, but like, you're basically making this weird cat dwelling, like attached to your house aesthetically like i don't want to do that and, and plus that's like i gotta get someone to build something or maybe i get one on amazon i don't know but i know my cat sure that sounds great he's gonna love it for the first week and then he's gonna be bored and he's never gonna go in there or try to get out of it the whole or time try to get out. like a whole another issue where exactly. you have to like be watching him to make sure he's not like figuring out how to like chew oh, through he's wires super or... smart because he will he will chew anything and the thing is is that I like that idea, like in theory, but like actually going through with the steps to doing that is quite a commitment. That's a big investment mm -hmm. of my time and money and material and help from somebody, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, well, thanks for that. But she also told me to watch episodes of the reality show, My Cat from Hell, which is on one of the animal, it's like Animal Planet, I think maybe it is. I don't remember what I've never, what I've never seen the show. Oh, you should check it out. You might like it. I've, um, I've heard of it. I've heard this, of it. This crazy guy is like really punk rock. And I, I mean, honestly, yeah, like I've only seen a few. Yeah, like the cat whisperer or whatever. Yeah. And he's, he drives this crazy car. He, he's a little, um, what do you call it? That um, rockabilly Eccentric? or something. Very eccentric oh, for sure. And uh, I mean, I, 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 yeah, shouldn't, I, know I the shouldn't style. even like no more. really, you know, describe him. Because I only saw a couple episodes. But I was like, okay, I'll watch a reality show. I don't even like reality. But I did, when I was at my sister's in Santa Cruz, I watched a few episodes and it's true. I mean, he's dealing with cats that have these behavioral issues and they're very complex and you have to go through all these different steps to see what it is that's pissing him off. So um, I, I'm like, I am very close to sending this guy a pitch about my Charlie because I'm a problem solver. I really am. But this one is really stumping me because I have gone through everything. I even got a second desk chair um, because I can't sit in my, once I sit in my desk chair, they're all up in, you know, up in my grill. They're all trying to get on my chair. Uh, so I move over to my stool and then I get up once and then someone's on my stool and I, I have to stand and work. Um, so to be clear, you're talking about one cat from hell, but you do have two cats. So I sometimes cats. they work in tandem they to do. annoy you. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. And they're, I think they're, they're kind of at each other's throats right now. And I think it's just weird territory thing. I think that like the little one just wants to play, but then the, the older one just is like, oh, you're an annoying younger brother, get away from uh -huh. me. And then they hiss and it's all, this whole thing. And that could be what's causing more of these problems. Yeah. But again, I've tried almost everything except for getting a behavioralist to, to come out to the house, which I'm tempted to call the guy from my cat from hell. But if you guys have any advice, do I suck it up and just let him go outside? Which the vet did not like, absolutely do not let him outside. Cause I mean, we've got lots of wild animals and he's going to eat all the birds and it, it just wouldn't be good. Or do I yeah. medicate him? Which I'm probably, I'm not a big fan of medication, but I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. If you have any, email us at hi at havesuchagoodday.com. Thank you very In, much. Indeed. Uh, we love your email. We say this every week, but we really mean it. If you ever have thoughts, anything resonates with you, or even you listen to us and go, no, I don't agree. I like, don't like we, hearing about we, spiders. Stop talking yeah, about spiders. Or, 
or you know i i you missed something you know yeah. a crucial part of this you know uh, story potential solution or something yeah. we we would love to hear it you know it, collaborative we have shortcomings effort. yeah we we are not perfect we speak are not robots <laughs> i'm pretty perfect <laughs> um, but speaking of it being um, it being a village of sorts that we're all in. Uh, if you are not a patron, we would love to take this moment to remind you that you can become a patron, directly support the show, um, get ad-free episodes, and fun other goodies, including joining our Discord. Uh, if you can part with $5 or more per month, uh, we hope that doesn't break the bank. We know that's not possible for everybody. Um, you don't, that, that doesn't have to be your pledge, but I'm just throwing it out there as a really fun way to be talking on the back channel with the rest of us on Discord. Um, it's such a good crew. Such We've all gotten to know each other fairly well, I think. And yeah. uh, we, we always welcome new community members. So patreon.com slash have such a good day is where you can find out more about that. Well put, Sarah. Thanks, yeah, Sarah. and we actually got, so Henry wrote us a couple weeks ago. We mentioned, um, you know, he was really interested in our pie conversation. Um, and uh, yes, he, he yes. did a follow-up because we were like, where do you find key lime juice? Like, what right? Yeah, because I was like, I think it's just lime juice, yeah, but it's not. I think I think it's it's special and different. Yeah, it's on Amazon. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to read off the link, but uh, he said, I'll never get you too confused because, you know, Sarah and I are always talking about. We joke that people have always confused us and exactly. our, our voices are not the same. If you know us, they're not, but... Mm -mm. People have always confused us as long as we've known each other. We've confused ourselves with each other, if that makes sense. I thought I was you last week or whatever that was. Yeah. <laughs> I will remain Heather. <laughs> but then he continues, Wait, <laughs> continues to say his mom was Sarah. His mm -hmm. late wife's dog was also named Sarah. And this Sarah, just as a side note, Sarah used to get so irritated with how many people and pets and relatives you Sarah <laughs> you still do I'm currently very irritated <laughs> with it I mean that has only gotten worse over time yeah there's a lot of Sarah's but he said that his wife was the one who found the screensavers way back in 1998 and Aww, he says Sarah I remember your first day on that show you both are such a delight to listen to have such a good day it's very Aww, sweet Henry Henry thank you from Livonia that Michigan Livonia, you know we're gonna cool, we're gonna cool get up there one day. Thing. We're all gonna have some pizza, or I don't know, whatever whatever you want to eat. Nachos. I just yeah. feel like pizza is like always a crowd pleaser. Uh, yeah, nachos <laughs> also maybe a steak, ribeye. Anybody? Let's do it. First of all, Henry, thank you for the kind words. Um, thanks for not getting us confused. It's not something that we're <laughs> you know like been out of shape about. Don't worry about it. No. But um, yes, your mom being named Sarah, and also. Uh, your uh, late wife, um, his dog named Sarah, is funny to me because I have a friend whose mom used to have a dog named Sarah. And the dog uh, who has, has since passed away, but when she got the dog, it was not that long ago. I, maybe like it was like 10 years ago or something. And I remember her saying to me like, and I, I don't know my friend's mom. I've never met her, but she was like, this is kind of weird, but my mom named her dog Sarah. And I was like, well, what kind of dog is it? And she, I don't remember what the answer was, but like some, you know, like a like larger dog kind of thing. And there are certain names that uh, I just feel are slightly odd pet names. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, so I was trying to like, and part of it is like, Sarah, I'm just going to be like, 
I, I, I've got a trigger, you know, it, yeah. it's a trigger, trigger name <laughs> for me for obvious reasons. But I was like, okay, what's another weird dog name? And when I mean weird, I don't mean wrong. I just mean yeah. weird for me. Sure. But like, if your dog was named Jason, <laughs> you know, hilarious. like, I'd be like, oh, is that like in tribute to somebody uh -huh, or, uh -huh. you know, because it's like, it feels like such a human name it's and so maybe because I just know a lot of Jason. Okay. So I think we've talked about this on the show, but I, I met a really fat cat named Brian and I think I laughed <laughs> for like an hour. I was just like, Brian, his name is Brian. And I just, yeah. And didn't, didn't one of our friends, oh yeah. Prager, he had a, a snake named Timothy or something. And it still and does. I, <laughs> yeah. That still is does. hilarious to me because that is such a human name, especially for a snake. I find it very amusing when people do that. Um, like, I, I like it. But Sarah yeah. is an interesting one. It's Sarah to me is a strange name for a dog, but it's like, if you love the name and or it something that you had decided that you were going to name any sort of pet like it's fine like i more power mm -hmm. but uh but it just it just mm -hmm. comes across as a little weird to me or i'm like it's <laughs> so kind of human and sarah, old school and biblical sarah seems like someone who would have skin and not fur you know it's, like sarah a, doesn't feel furry to me yeah it's like i don't know Sarah Bernhardt or something. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where this all comes from. And I don't know why some names don't seem like animal names. Like, like are you going to name your dog Jonathan? <laughs> Maybe. Very, very amusing. There's probably somebody out there being like, uh, yeah, I did. And that's great. But to me, I'm like, oh, I got to see this dog. You know, like I need I need little Johnny dog to like show me that he, you know, can encompass that name appropriately. <laughs> but anyway, you know, back to your original email, Henry. Thanks for sending it. Um, nice, kind words from you. And, yeah, and see, you look at what kind of conversation it triggers. See, this is great. This is good fodder uh, to talk to y'all about. So uh, write us now, tomorrow, as soon as you can. And you Yesterday. Have a moment. <laughs> In your dreams, while you're napping. Just do it. Do it. Do it. We can't ask you enough. <laughs> what we will do, though, is wrap up the show. We will. Uh, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, fun. And we are going to do it again sooner than usual. Uh, yeah. Because we got another episode to bang out uh, this week, and we'll keep everybody informed on when to expect that. But um, but we're, we're pumped. It's good to be back. Great to be back. Let us know what you want us to talk about, and we're here for you. But in the meantime... I will remain Heather, not Sarah. I, Thank you very much. <laughs> and I will be Sarah, not Heather. If you've been confused <laughs> this whole time, confuse yourself no more. <laughs> have such a good day. And yes, have such a good day. See you soon. Ciao. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.